Welcome to day 138 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from my readings, which can be found in 2 Samuel chapter 19 to 21, with a focus on chapter 19, verses 1 through 8. It was told Joab, Behold, the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. So the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people. For the people heard that day, the king is grieving for his son. And the people stole into the city that day as people steal in who are ashamed when they flee in the battle. The king covered his face, and the king cried with a loud voice, O my son Absalom, O Absalom, my son, my son. Then Joab came into the house of the king and said, You have today covered with shame the faces of all your servants who have this day saved your life and the lives of your sons and your daughters and the lives of your wives and your concubines, because you love those who hate you and hate those who love you. For you have made it clear today that the commanders and servants are nothing to you. For today I know that if Absalom were alive and all of us were dead today, then you would be pleased. Now, therefore, arise, go out and speak kindly to your servants. For I swear by the Lord, if you do not go, not a man will stay with you this night, and this will be worse for you than all the evil that has come upon you from your youth until now. Then the king arose and took his seat in the gate, and the people were all told, Behold, the king is sitting in the gate, and all the people came before the king. This is an interesting story because we get this mixture of David's grief uh, and also some of the tension that's felt between the commander of his army and him. Now, David is dealing with a very personal tragedy. His son has died. Now, this is the same son that has done everything in his power to create a division between himself and his father and to claim the throne and to claim it forcefully. And now uh, he is been killed, and killed by Joab, no less, Joab and his men, even though David had said to spare them. And I believe that Joab, in his own mind, thought he was doing what was best for the king in the long term. In fact, we often see that Joab is doing things that seem strategically smart, getting rid of people who are usurping, getting rid of people who are causing division. (laughs) but always going against the king's orders. And this this speaks to some of the tension that exists there. The king wouldn't have been grieving if Joab hadn't run his son through the stomach with spears. But the issue of this verse that kind of really spoke to me is that David was mourning his son and had forgotten his duties as the king. And we all have different hats that we wear. It might be husband and father, and worker, it might be really anything. And between those different worlds, we have things that we have to accomplish and we have to make sure are done. That's our obligation. That's what we strive for. That's how we are supposed to be. And what David has done is something that we we all struggle with at times, and we let our worlds overlap because we're not compartmentalized beings. We, we live with crossover between work and family and life and hobby and The problem is, is David's people needed him to be strong in that moment. And instead, his grief consumed them. And remember, this is a man who went on the run, who had been in hiding. And people went with him. People went to show him support and strength and fight by his side and put themselves in, you know, not advantageous situations. And so Joab's anger here, I'm not, I can't tell you if it's right or wrong, but I understand it. I understand looking and going, you grieve your son who wanted to kill you and the people who are here who have 
sacrificed for you, who are standing by you, have shown you greater love, you make feel as if they're worthless. And, and not saying to withhold grieving, not saying to not have moments of vulnerability, not at all. It's simply an observation of times, like there's a time to grieve and then there's a time to pick yourself up and go, I need to hold on to this for later. And maybe that sounds callous or cold at times, but the fact of the matter is, is we draw strength from the Lord to get through moments of hardship. And why David needed to be strong is because as a leader, as king, he had an onus to the people who were underneath him to be strong, to stand in the gate, to speak well to them, to encourage them as they were in this time of civil war and stress and anxiety. And they had just won a great victory in many ways. And so David needed to not just look after his own emotional state of being, but he had an obligation to lift up others as well. And I'll be honest, in times of my own grief, the thing that helps me the most, and I've had some real doozies in, uh, in the way of grief, and you know what? Everyone has. But what I've learned from my own personal battles with it is that I am happiest when I'm helping other people in the midst of my grief. There's something cathartic. There's something healing about reaching out to someone in the midst of your own hurting and going, I'm there with you. It's almost like the hand you offer them, well, maybe it's weaker in the sense of emotionally, you don't have much in you, but the grip that you have on that hand that you're pulling up is one of, I understand and I don't want to let you fall. And so how we choose to handle our grief and how we choose to have our moments of vulnerability, it's complicated. But I ask that you go to the Lord with it and he will help sustain you and he will help lift you up and he will help give you strength when it gets heavy. You can take it to him, you can trust in him and he will lift you up. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, Be blessed.